What is going on, friends? Thank you for joining us for the New Vision Podcast. We here at New Vision believe that the gospel transforms lives. So we're going to take an opportunity to open up God's word and see what he has to say so that we can take the best next step to become more like Jesus. Good morning, everybody. This is Nick Person, and I get the privilege of being one of the pastors here at New Vision. And thank you for joining us for our daily podcast today. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. If you've been here a while, welcome back. Today, I get the privilege of reading from Mark chapter 5, verses 1 through 20. I'll be reading from the NIV. Um, I'll try not to pause too much as I read, but sometimes I get excited and I have to insert something that the Lord revealed to me. But hopefully we'll make it through and then I'll just make some observations and maybe some practical steps that we can take together. And so if you notice as I read that your uh, text doesn't say the exact same thing my text says, it's because we're probably reading different translations. There are many different translations. And so we still will have the same gist of um, the text. So here we go. Mark chapter 5, beginning in verse 1. They went across the lake into the region of Gerasenes. Now, again, they is Jesus and his disciples. When Jesus got out of the boat, a man with an impure spirit came from the tombs to meet him. This man lived in the tombs, and no one could bind him anymore, not even with a chain. For he had often been chained hand and foot. But he tore the chains apart and broke the irons on his feet. No one was strong enough to subdue him. Night and day, among the tombs and in the hills, he would cry out and cut himself with stones. When he saw Jesus from a distance, he ran and fell on his knees in front of him. He shouted at the top of his voice, What do you want with me, Jesus, Son of the Most High God? In God's name, don't torture me. For Jesus had said to him, Come out of this man, you impure spirit. Then Jesus asked him, What is your name? My name is Legion, he replied, for we are many. And he begged Jesus again and again not to send them out of the area. A large herd of pigs was feeding on the nearby hillside. The demons begged Jesus, Send us among the pigs. Allow us to go into them. He gave them permission, and the emperor spirits came out and went into the pigs. The herd, about 2,000 in number, rushed down the steep bank into the lake and were drowned. Those attending the pigs ran off and reported this in the town and countryside. And the people went out to see what had happened. When they came to Jesus, they saw the man who had been possessed by the legions of demons, sitting there dressed in, the right mind, in his right mind, and they were afraid. Those who had seen it told the people what had happened to the demon-possessed man and told about the pigs as well. Then the people began to plead with Jesus to leave their region. As Jesus was getting into the boat, the man who had been demon-possessed begged to go with him. Jesus did not let him, but said, Go home to your own people and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how he has had mercy on you. So the man went away and began to tell in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him, and all the people were amazed. Um, as you heard from the previous podcast, that Jesus navigated a storm, right, on the sea, and he calmed that storm at sea, which is a preview of what he was about to do here in the midst of this man um, on the other side of the lake. There's so many things that comes out of this text, but I think there's only a couple things that I want to highlight. 
One of them is, for one, we have to be aware that there is a thing called spiritual warfare, and we could get too wrapped up in that and be too curious about those things. I think there's a healthy tension that we navigate. We need to make sure that, yes, we are aware, but we don't have anything to fear because God is over all. Jesus is over all. But I want us to take a note of how the disciples navigated this spiritual battle and the spiritual warfare. See, when they got off the boat, this man comes rushing up to him, this man who was possessed, and he has strength that is supernatural, and he has probably wounds. Um, he, he probably is a very intimidating character. What did the disciples do? You're, you might be going, Nick, I don't know what they did. I uh, don't see. But we know that they did get off of the boat. The thing that they did is they stayed close to the king. And so I want to encourage you, The one of the best places we can be is next to the king. And you might be going, Nick, but how do I stay close to the king? I think by being a community with the people of the king, by reading about the king, by talking to the king, and then doing what the king has invited us to do are the ways that we stay close to the king. Because close to the king is the best place we can be. And we see the disciples navigated the spiritual battle by being close to their king because Jesus is over all things, everybody. There is nothing that is over him and there is nothing we need to be afraid of because our king is above all things. And I think the other thing that I want to share about this text, again, there's so many things that I could share about this text. But the other thing I want to share about this text is I want you to think about how Jesus came and he disrupted this area in a good way. Like, think about it. He disrupted the area through um, really healing of a man, right? I mean, he came in the midst of a mess and he made it a masterpiece. So he stepped into the midst of this mess and disrupted it. And so now this man who was possessed is no longer possessed. Um, financially, it had an impact, right? And, and And I'm not sure even as to all the 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 implications of that but it's a reminder that there is a cost when christ is in the room there is a cost to following him well and i and i think sometimes as believers we forget that right but he did change this man's life and the cost of following was worth the payment let me say that again to you the things that we are surrendering the things that we are letting go of it is worth letting go of. Why? Because we get to walk with the king. And sometimes we get that twisted and sometimes it may not feel that way, but it simply is true. He also disrupted the darkness. Um, think about that. Um, across the lake was a Gentile area. The capitalist was under Roman rule. And so here comes Jesus into Gentile territory. Some could even say enemy territory and he disrupts it why because the light always disrupts the darkness and so here is jesus disrupting the atmosphere secondly uh, i'm not secondly i think i'm giving you like three things but something else i'm noticing is he's really disrupting society and what they thought jesus is very very good at presenting a new way of doing and a new way of thinking and a new way of seeing and so he comes into this area and he presents that because they had evidence that jesus was something different and the evidence was a changed life 
They saw the man who was possessed, who used to run around the tombs naked. But now they see this man dressed, right? He is clothed in grace. He's clothed in righteousness. Why? Because Jesus not only healed his issue of being possessed, but he also healed his spiritual issue of needing himself, um, needing Jesus. And so they see the evidence of which disrupted their lives and their perspective. That is what Jesus does. And so I wonder today, how is Jesus disrupting your life, right? How today, as you look at the person of Jesus, what he did in this situation, the circumstance and, and his journey across the lake and how he has, you know, calmed the storm within this man. How does this message, how does this text, how does this, these verses disrupt your life today? Because here's the deal, and I've learned this over and over again, Jesus does disrupt. <laughs> right? I mean, because when I make him the Lord of my life, that means that I'm surrendered to a king. That means I go in a different way. That means I do different things. That means I'm looking to the king for answers and not myself. And so he does disrupt my life. But I welcome the disruption because it's a beautiful disruption. May I say to you today as you're sitting down maybe with a cup of coffee or you're riding in your car or you're in your cubicle at work, that Jesus is a divine disruption. He's, wo he's worth paying attention to and surrendering to. And when we are disrupted by the king, when he steps into the midst of our mess and steps into the midst, the midst of our little kingdoms and becomes king of kings over our lives, that divine disruption is worth sharing, is worth talking about because it's better. And I think about this guy Jesus, you know, is about to get back in the boat, which we're going to explore tomorrow where he goes. Um, and he and the guy wants to come with him. Why would he want to come with him? Of course he wants to come with him. And Jesus says, no, 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 no. I need you to go home. I need you to tell everybody. I need you to go home and tell them about the mercy that you have seen and the impact the king has had on your life and how he has disrupted your life. And the guy, a little reluctantly at first, goes and does that. Here's something, a preview of what's coming a couple of chapters down the road. Jesus is going to come back here. We're back into enemy territory. And you're going to see him do a miracle of feeding 4,000. But I believe that this guy had an impact on his community. And so 4,000 plus people gathered to hear this king that disrupted this demon-possessed man's life. I wonder for you, who needs to hear about the disruption around you? Who needs to know how the king has stepped into the midst of your life and your little kingdom and has become king of it and disrupted everything in the best way? I hope that you ask the Lord today to give you eyes to see and ears to hear and courage to walk in obedience, to do whatever he has called you to do, because I know the Lord will use it. Who knows? There might be 4,000 people that gather to have their lives disrupted as well, or it may just be one. But I think it's worth sharing how the king has disrupted your life and made it better. No, I'm for you. We look forward to seeing you back here tomorrow as we continue reading through the book of Mark. And I pray today that you will keep your eyes fixed and your feet in step with our king and embrace the disruption that he brings. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye, everybody. 
Thank you for joining us today for the New Vision Podcast. We hope that you have heard a word from the Lord and that you can better walk today in light of God's word. To find out more information about New Vision, we would love for you to follow us on Instagram at New Vision Life or look us up online at newvisionlife.com. And as always, we look forward to seeing you tomorrow.